Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and I am joined on this episode with three very, very special guests. And of course, everybody knows Ken Hester. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Ken, how or, are you doing? I guess not see you. Yeah, we're not seeing anybody, Ken. I'm not seeing you. I get to see you. You see me. What's up? And we're actually in a room together. Whoa. And this is a impromptu uh, studio setup, uh, so it's a little different setup than normal. But today was our off-site meeting with our campus pastors. Yeah. And so I thought, as we're planning out, why not talk to the campus pastors today about a one big thought? The Brazilian wonder. The Brazilian wonder. So Daniel hello. Cena. What's right. up, my peeps? Daniel, say something in Portuguese. Something in Portuguese. Say, say, that, say that in Portuguese. <laughs> Alguma coisa em português. Yeah. I, I don't know. We got to fact check that, so I don't know what you just said. All Google right. it. <laughs> Google but Daniel, it. Daniel doubt, hopefully it. he didn't curse uh, Give thing. everybody your uh, title, role, what you do at Crossroads. Yep. I am the Millbrook Campus Pastor and Small Groups Pastor, and I, I actually been at Crossroads, this is my 10th year. So. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, I think August 29th will be, I think, 10 A years. A decade of destiny. Fantastic. The decade oh. of destiny. Fantastic. And we have the uh, <laughs> Wake Forest Wonder. That's right. <laughs> we got a Brazilian wonder and a Wake, Wake Forest, Forest wonder. wonder. There we go. I'll take why. it. Ryan Seegers. Yes, sir. You are the Wake Forest campus pastor. How long have you been here, Ryan? Almost five years. Wow. So I rolled in. Go. I always remember someone asked me uh, how long you've been here, and I tell them yesterday I was talking to somebody. Uh, I showed up on the night that the Cubs won the World Series. Oh. I showed up to mm. Charlie Brown's house, and I was like, hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for hosting me. I was staying with them for a couple of weeks, and I was like, what are you watching on TV tonight? Because I'd love to <laughs> watch my team. <laughs> so Ryan, uh, Wake Forest Campus, Daniel, Millbrook Campus, and Ken Hester is the online campus pastor. That's right. You've been here I'm the, just I'm a the year. You just celebrated a year. everyone else. Yeah, that's right. For, every, <laughs> for the world. You are the world campus. How does that make you feel? Does that give you come some power, some thoughts? Like that you literally are the global campus pastor. No, only if there were more people watching. For everybody. Hey, we're off to a good start, though. All right. So we want to jump into this episode because, as I said, we have an off-site meeting today talking through just different things about our church, but at the same time, we also want to talk about campuses and campus-specific things, and there's one big thought. And so the one big thought, I'm going to kind of play the interview interviewer role here and interview our guys, because as we were talking even earlier today in our meeting, connection is key. Mm-hmm. So the one big thought for this one is how are we reconnecting with people post-COVID? And wherever you're listening from, you might be, what do you mean post-COVID? Uh, Mid COVID, we're, we're still in the middle of COVID. Uh, I was just down in Mexico about a month ago. They're still several months behind where we are. They're mm-hmm. just now having church. Even in our own country, there's some places that still aren't back to having church yet. So we get it. Most places are still in mid or coming out of COVID. But either way, connection is key. Uh, Daniel, first thing to you, yes, sir. Uh, you're you're probably one of our more personable, connecting campus pastors. Uh, how difficult was you, was it for you during COVID that you couldn't actually physically be around people? And what yep. now that you're back, are you really looking forward to connecting? Uh, in a sense, it wasn't difficult. I still kept connecting with folks. <laughs> uh, the The difficult part was how to connect with 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 folks, especially uh, during the months where 
we were online primarily. We mm-hmm. couldn't see each other. I, and, you know, for context, I, you know, I was born and raised in Brazil. And so we were like really touchy people, right? We greet each other by handshakes and hugs and things like that. And it's funny because some people would come to church when we kind of started back out, you know, like doing limited seating mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And they wanted to hug and they, they couldn't and I couldn't. And, you know, I'm like, ah, it's awkward, you know, but... Um, What's that? I said, it is awkward. How many of you have run into the situation still where you make eye contact with somebody uh-huh. and you know that you're going to greet them, but you're still like, I don't Unsure. know, is this a fist bump? Right. I elbow still just bump? want a fist bump. Yeah. Is it a I shake hand? Like- <laughs> I think with the people that I, I know better, I don't have yeah. that issue. But it's like if new folks come into Crossroads and we're connecting, you know, yeah. I, I'm just fist bumping people or just kind of stay off and say, hey, how are you? Welcome. And Try, try to be careful in approaching. So you said something really key. You said that you, you were connecting during COVID. I was, yeah. So how were you connecting during COVID when we couldn't do it in person? Yeah, I mean, for the people that felt comfortable, I they were coming to my house. Okay. You know, like I, we, really, we really tried to live loosely with that. Uh, I, for context too, my wife is a, a nurse. Like she's in the part of the COVID team at Wake Med and she wasn't too skittish about it like she was in the front lines and she right. was like i'm not seeing what people are seeing so we were we were you know again everyone has their views on it sure but we did that i did a lot of a lot of stuff through phone calls instead of like just getting online on mm-hmm. zoom or whatever i just phone call a bunch of people and and just keep up with them you know and obviously i'm talking about my closest friends right i'm not right. talking about everybody coming over to my house yeah. or things like that and we were being careful washing hands and all teaching our kids and navigating that with them but we were still connecting yeah ryan have you found that people are hungry for connection coming out of COVID back to church or are people still kind of skittish about it and really I want to kind of dip in and dip out and I'm not really ready to commit yet? What have you noticed from just a campus pastor lens? I think being indifferent is something humanity will never shake. So yes, I still see people who kind of bip in and bip out, but they were given new excuses for that, right? Like, well, I can't stay long. I really, the COVID, that really scares me. Um, Some of the most powerful conversations I've had with people though is like after church or during the prayer moment during our worship services, someone coming up to me and saying, I didn't realize how badly I needed to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, like just tears in their eyes. Like I've been online, I've been doing this and I'm so grateful we have it, but I needed to be in the room with my people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been sharing that more. I've been trying to speak that from the platform because I, I think it only takes like two or three weeks being back at church for people to settle back into, Oh, this is totally normal yeah. and not exceptional and beautiful and such a gift. Yeah. It really has changed a lot, right? It's changed the landscape because as both of you have noticed over the last year and a half with COVID then coming out of COVID, it's all over the map. It is Mm -hmm. all over the map. There's people that are not ready to come back yet. There's people who are back. There's people back that are ready to, you know, get back to handshakes and hugs and, you know, whatever. There's still ones that you can just tell the fears in their eye. Like don't even, don't come near me. Uh, Ken, you recently have done something though that I think might help some people. Mm. Uh, You just started a beginnings of a poll yeah and so talk a little bit about the poll that you did and then maybe even the resources that you're using because i think it's a pretty good one that people can use um, or i can tell them that but uh, tell them about why we decided to do a little bit of a poll when it comes to connecting and being at campuses yeah i, I mean we're still trying to gain a pulse on where people are um we just asked four easy questions like one which which would you prefer watching 
if you're watching the service, what would you prefer watching it on? You normally watch it on your phone or your tablet. You watch it on television, whatever. It gives us some of that data information, and it's an anonymous poll. So you know, you're not gathering information here, which usually leads to people filling it out more. They right. don't feel like they're exchanging, exchanging information. And not um, pulling any punches. Right, exactly. And then, you know, the second question is, you know, where do you watch it? Do you watch it on Facebook? Do you watch it on YouTube? Do you watch it on our, our personal live.crossroads.org platform? Where are you watching it from? Um, and then even, are you planning on coming back to the building? So a lot of people we want to know out of the initial, you know, almost 100 responses we've gotten, we realize that a lot of people are local that are still right. watching online. Yep. So that means it's telling, isn't it? It, it really, really is telling. telling. We go, okay, great. And then, you know, a half of the people that, that did fill out that were local also said they're planning on coming back in the fall. So we're see we can see a trend. We can see a, a see a trajectory. Now, who knows if they actually will, <laughs> will come back or not, right. but at least their plan is to. So I think, you know, just finding out from people, part of connection, especially from an online community is, asking them like give yeah. us some give us yeah. some feedback give How us some information <laughs> because they we just do assume that they just watch all right well I'm, they're just watching and i don't know who they are and there's just an they're an ip address or they're a view right whatever but they are actual people out there that want to give you their opinion or information depending on you know they want to help create a better experience for them and for the people that they yeah. know are also watching with them can i say as a physical campus pastor I love that this poll is forcing people to think about making a decision here. Right? Like, are you planning to come back? When would you anticipate coming back? <laughs> right. Yeah. These are the conversations that I'd love to have with every person eye to eye because they just fall out of this critical discipline of worship. And, uh, and I'm glad they're connecting online, but I don't want them to settle for connecting online if God actually has something different for them. Mm. Like if, the, if God's pulling you and you're like, yeah, God's been saying that for a while, but I can still connect online and that's enough. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that it's prompting a decision. I also love that it's a 30 second, genuinely a 30 yeah. second survey. There's power <laughs> in that. Yep. Yep. Four questions. Nice, easy, in, out. And and it, give, it gives us a little bit of direction of where we're going. Um, Andy, you mentioned, you know, what resource we used. I believe it's just called Poll. It is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's powered by Facebook, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's it's Facebook. Uh, yeah. You can connect it to your Facebook, or you can just send out the link. Yeah, so if you go to Facebook and just do a search for Poll, it will ask you to open up a separate app. And the cool thing is that people don't have to be on Facebook or logged into Facebook right. to take the Poll, but it is housed there um, as well. So, you know, I know, uh, back to your points, this past Sunday, uh, in fact, this happens every Sunday, but I remember distinctively this past Sunday, a lady came up to me who's not been in church for 18 months mm. and was very complimentary about our online campus, mm -hmm. said she loved the online campus. And this is what I hear more and more, and I think this is what we're going to see, is I love the online campus. It was great, but man, I miss being around people. Yeah, I miss yeah. being physically here in the building. You know, it, does br it does bring up a point, I would say, as you guys are um, you know, making you know, some, some really good points. Ryan said, as a physical campus pastor, or I guess as a non-virtual campus <laughs> pastor, whatever the definition is, like one of the things that last year has revealed is our need, and we keep throwing around the word connection. Mm -hmm. What does connection imply? It implies relationship. 
that we all need to be in relationship in, in our society that is driving us, polarizing us from relationship, from each other. Mm -hmm. The church can be and is the place where you can flourish, where you can develop lifelong relationships. And, and one of the things that really uh, uh, encouraged me, and, we, and I, I was just sharing this with our staff last, last week, we had a, uh, a meeting with, actually all of us were there, and Team Kaizen, and um, uh, the fact that last year most of our small groups did not dismantle. Hmm. Like we, mm -hmm. uh, the majority of small groups actually stayed together. They struggled. It was difficult to connect, but literally right now, we still have the same amount of small groups and we're increasing wow. yeah. our groups. Like we're launching new groups because I believe people are beginning to understand we need to be in relationship, not only with God, but with one another. And the challenge is moving forward is, especially for those who are more introverted, I'm extroverted. I don't have an issue with connecting with people. I love that. I feed off of it. But especially for the introverted, you know, in the crowd, like how will you make an effort to be in person and to seek out relationships that you can grow and mature with? And there's beauty in that. Mm -hmm. And there's goodness in that for you. Yeah. Ryan, I know you've been uh, hitting the pavement pretty pretty heavy over the last several months. So what have you found that has been very fruitful for you? Once again, as a campus pastor, one of your unique roles is to be a connector, right? Right. <laughs> to connect the church to the community, as well as to check, connect people to you and the church. So what have you found that has worked really well for you uh, in trying to get people reconnected back to church over the last couple of months? Um. So I, I think the face-to-face -face conversations have been a big deal. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier today about this phrase that we heard Andy Stanley say once, do for one what you wish you could do for all. That's right. And I know that probably 800, 900 people call Wake Forest Campus their home. That's not how many come every weekend, but that's about the number of people who would say that's my pastor. And I know that I can't buy coffee for 900 people, but <laughs> I can do it for 20, 30 people yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, and so uh, in those coffee conversations, what I'm trying to serve people well with is, uh, hey, what's going on in your life? Like, how are you actually doing? Because many people aren't spiritually or emotionally present enough to be able to take a pause and say, mm -hmm. this is how I'm actually doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got some values that we talk about here at Crossroads, uh, kind of behaviors that we want to see people move toward connecting, growing, serving, praying, giving. Uh, and they're not foolproof, but they're helpful. And so most of my next step conversations like that is, Hey, how, how can I serve you? Uh, and I'm looking for opportunities to move them toward connection, growth, serving, praying, giving. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just figure if I can pray with that person after every one of these meetings, I can say, no matter what, I've prayed with 30 people, with yeah. 20 people this month. Um, and a lot of times it opens up to dialogue. I found the other thing is as a pastor, so I'm not sure that this is for everyone, but, um, but in my unique role, in my unique calling, the way I hear from God, I'm not hesitant to tell people what I see in them and ask them to take a step. So I've, now this is different. Like if you've been at a church for six months, you probably don't have the credibility to do that. <laughs> That's right. If you don't have good <laughs> Hey, in the week that I've been here, <laughs> right. yeah, uh, yeah. I really yeah. see this in you. Yeah. Everyone's called the kids ministry. <laughs> That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but what I've loved is being around long enough to be able to look somebody in the eye and say, dude, you're a connector. This yeah. is just what you do. I'm a, can I give Elizabeth your number? Cause she'd love your help manning a table in the lobby for a school supply drive we're doing. Oh, I would totally do that. I don't yeah. even know anything about it. I just need to look at people, smile and connect. Hey, I know that you're a prayer. 
would you be willing, you know, there's a small group of people praying during the week here at the campus. Would you like to serve in that? Mm-hmm. I would love that. Hey, you're a giver. Would you want to invest in this unique opportunity we mm-hmm. got coming up? Yeah. Tell me more about it. So, uh, pastorally, I think it's an important season to say what you see in people yeah, and right. allow them to respond to it. Yeah. I think all three of you have a, a very good mind towards meeting with somebody and in that conversation, you're present in the conversation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're looking for ways of helping them move to their next step. You know, we have another saying, like, everybody has a next step, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, and your first step is starting point, a little plug for starting point, but everybody has a next step, no matter how long you've been a Christian. And so having those conversations, and you've done some unique things I think might be very helpful, practical. I'll just name them real quickly. Um, but I know every time you send an email out, you're always like, hey, if you want to grab lunch, contact me. I, I noticed. Oh, Calendly is the Calendly. Tool, I use Calendly for that. <laughs> so good. Yep. So that's a good it. plug for Ken Calendly. Calendly. Yep. yep. Yeah. I used it for a while. I use it as well. Even the free version. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to pay to get the productivity right. yep. there. But like little things like last uh, Sunday night, last night, the student ministry had an event and you just put on Facebook, hey, I'm going to be at City Barbecue. Yeah. Anybody want to stop by for two hours while our kids are, at, are there? Yeah. So this is something significant. Um, Someone told me, so I can't take credit for this, great teams and cultures are built on high accessibility, so proximity, they get to be close to you, high accessibility and high challenge. Hmm. So uh, so cre- giving people access can be a healthy thing. Now, don't go crazy down that road because then that's how pastors burn out. I can't pastor 200 <laughs> people, but I can be well-connected. Sure. And and I just think that it's it's a unique gift. Like I, so I sit down at City Barbecue, and I'm kind of wondering. I know one other person who I personally texted who was going to be there. <laughs> Don't make me alone. <laughs> so I'm not going to be alone. But I'm kind of curious. I wonder who the Lord is going to bring into my path. And I'm and I'm asking connection questions at that. Like, hey, how is your small group? So I, Daniel is our small group pastor. This is the first time you're hearing this. I talked to a couple who's like, yeah, our our small group sort of dissipated over COVID. And I'm thinking to myself, I know three people in your small group and you're all talking about this very passively. Mm -hmm. You're all describing that your small group sort of dissipated. I think that's interesting. We should probably, so what do you, what do you need in order to connect? I'm asking this couple, what kind of, what were you, what were you looking for from that group? Uh, So high access and then Mm -hmm. not being willing to challenge or ask, you know, compassionate curiosity. I'm not judging. I'm just drawing it out and trying to ask that stuff matters. Yep. So Daniel, uh, as we begin to close uh, this podcast, we try to keep this podcast about eighteen to twenty minutes, just long enough for a drive, yeah. you know, here or there. But one of the areas that, again, we were talking about earlier is how do you connect with people who haven't been back yet, or the ones who are just coming back, and the ones who really aren't necessarily rattling the cage for connection. So how do how do we how do we navigate that, or how should we navigate that? Uh, I think so. There's there's two different ways that we go about it. Number one, we are the ones we're pursuing them, right? As staff, we talk mm-hmm. about. We even today we talked about. Hey, where are some some people that we can connect with? Uh, the other way uh, is people seeking it you know and then we following up with it it falls on us to follow up with people mm-hmm. we need to follow up with yeah. each other um so if you want to get connected make a little bit of effort right it's not it's not hard to get connected at crossroads mm-hmm. i mean we make it as simple as possible and uh so if you reach out to us now th- the the issue I think that we sometimes run into is communication, right? Because I can, if, if I get your contact and I communicate with you, I send you an email once, twice, three times, and you don't 
communicate through email. That's a challenge, but we try to call as well. We text people. We're constantly pursuing people. And if you're wondering, you know, how do I really get connected? Find us, find us on Sunday morning. Just find yeah. one of us and we will make sure that you do. Yeah. I did that yesterday for five different people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one other question I'll ask people periodically is, who do you think I should be connecting with? Yeah. So, yeah, like, good. if I know somebody on a on a ushering team or something, hey, who? And I don't ask that of everyone because everybody's got knows somebody. Uh, but I like to ask people who I know are connected because then we'll find the people yeah. who. Uh, yep. And who are on the margins? And what we try to do too online is what you mentioned was it email, is it text, is it phone, is whatever. For for a lot of online stuff, it's direct message. So like I went through yeah. our Facebook comments and I made a list of people that I'm going to direct message because they're, I know they're already on Facebook. I know they're already commenting. So maybe the best way to connect with them is in their form of communication. Yep. So think about those different ways. Well, thanks again for joining us on One Big Thought. As always, don't forget to share, comment, like, five stars, people, positive vibes only. Oh, yeah. We love you and we can't wait to uh, connect with you again soon.